So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whether you are listening to us in the daytime or in the nighttime. My name is Aaron Skilson, and I am here today with my dear friend, Sara Varela, and we will be doing a podcast on something really interesting. We talked about how the environment plays a role on resilience, and Sara is actually an expert on how the heritage of your family influences your day-to-day life. I I would like to ask Sara to introduce herself. I know that Sara is a teacher at the Kabbalah Center in Mexico, but maybe you can share with us a little bit of your background of what you do in your day-to-day and how you believe that family plays a role in your day-to-day resilience or your day-to-day interactions as a whole. Amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, good morning or good evening or good night to everyone. So so I'm a Kabbalah teacher in Kabbalah, a wisdom that explains the actual metaphysical energies that exist in the universe and also the big questions like the big whys of why are we here and what's the purpose in our life. And talking about that and coming from that place, in Kabbalah, we talk about a concept or we in, in, in the middle of, in the center of what is Kabbalah and what is the purpose of our lives comes this concept that's called Tikkun. And Tikkun refers to this package that we come with from a soul aspect. We come here to make a difference, to make a change, and to change this, it literally means correction. Tikkun means correction. And it's this package that we came to transform and to become better at, okay? So when we talk about family heritage, when we talk about uh, our, our place or role in family, we actually talk that we come into families and we're all creatures and, or, or we're all sons and daughters of the creator of, of what in Kabbalah we call the light. But we are all born into families and we all have a place and a role in this family. And that's important because this scenario, this family that we come to actually defines a lot of, especially in the first years, defined how we're going to become and how we're going to interact as people in this world. So what, what we do in the Kabbalah Center, and especially what I do in, in a coaching called Tikkun Healing, is that we go into the depth of your childhood, even, even those scenarios that sometimes we, we forget as people, and we, 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 we don't understand how that designs our life. And we go into uh, blaming and we go into guilt and we go into all kinds of different not so positive behaviors and not so positive beliefs and patterns that defines today who we are. Okay. Okay, so it's really important to understand that those beliefs and those patterns are not essentially who we are from a soul level. There's a reason why we came into those scenarios. There's a reason why we came into this family. And if we had an abusive father, or we had an absent mother, or we had some a certain scenario or a certain event in our family that made us that made this setback in our life. That is traumatic to us. That is that 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 caused us to doubt ourselves. That caused us to not completely go all the way with our potential in life or what we meant to do in this life. And from a tikkun point of view, there's always this aspect of what is 
like from this point of view of these packages, thing that we came to correct, we need to go through this process in order to teach us something about our life. Okay. This is this is essential. You you mentioned something really interesting because when when you were mentioning the definition of of Kabbalah, of the wisdom of Kabbalah, you said that it is metaphysical energies in the universe. And I and I was thinking when when you were talking about about a parent, whether it was an abusive parent or an absent parent, I sometimes thought that what is the representation of a mother and a father? on a metaphysical energetical level you know because obviously we know you know that the father you know brings life to the mother and the mother brings the baby we know that but right. for example energetically speaking if you would say kabbalistic what would be the energetic representation of the father and the mother for a child from the point of view of the child okay so so the father represents that aspect of the of, of the person or of the child that is called in kabbalah internal light the internal light of the person is that energy that the person comes with and meant to shine it out okay and the mother represent that internal light the father represents the aspect of the light that's called external light which is the potential okay so the if if we're meant for example to that's why a lot of the times we we, we experience Uh, you know, a father that was absent, so the child doesn't have this motivation to strive, okay? What we really need to understand is that if, I mean, independently, if we had an absent father, if we had a father that had a lot of motivation or not, we can still connect to that part within us because from a soul level, we all have, and from the soul level, our parents had it as well. So uh, the so again the mother represents the aspect of the internal uh, light which is what we meant to shine from within this is the way we 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 interact with people this is the way uh, we live in our daily life okay we we interact with with different occasions we interact with different people and we share with different people But this is something that we have already. Now, if we want to connect to the potential, for example, I want to, you know, I want to succeed in a, something that doesn't exist externally outside of me. Not, nothing is completely external. We need both. But uh, if we want to grow and strive, then I need to connect to that aspect of the father, need to connect to that, to that external life. So that's why we have both of them, right? We need the internal in order to shine, to share, to, to, to in, interact and engage with different people and with different interactions. And we also need this potential, this external light in order to strive and grow. That's something really interesting, Sara, because you mentioned a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, what happens for for some X reason and, and Hasbe Shalom, we, we had an abusive parent or maybe a parent that wasn't with us or maybe we lost our parents at an early age. And maybe, you know, through through different beliefs or through different experience, we think, you know, I will never be able to heal my relationship with my father or I will never be able to heal my connection with my mother, exactly. you know? So, so what is, what is, as you said, the work that not only that, that not only the Kabbalah Center does as an organization, but that you do that, that can really internally, let's say, make men's with these connections 
that we all have, regardless of whether or not we decide to go out for dinner with our parents or regardless of whether our parents are physically in this world, what do you think would be what would be that that healing process that the person can do to reconnect to both the potential and the internal light? Good. So so we first of all we need to realize that um regardless of all those just as he said, you know, regardless of, of all those uh different uh suppose uh is scenarios of 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 um of beliefs if if, if i not only beliefs but the the actual the actual reality of maybe not having a, a parent live or not having a parent in my, in my a parent in the life of someone um regardless of that someone gave you life and those people who gave you life and it's even i'm taking it even a step a step further even if you didn't know your parents even if your your parents for you were just uh, a seed was just uh, you know a sperm for for someone because we do have those these scenarios definitely still somebody energetically gave you life brought you to this world even if they didn't raise you talking about kids that are maybe adopted or or, or in foster homes and, and such there's a lot of different but but that that parent or that person that you don't consider as your parent maybe but did give you life is the seed of your life and according to kabbalah the highest connection that a person could have is the connection to life is the connection because the crea- the creator through those or that the light of the creator through those uh parents or through those two people created a life and gave this life to you to work and manifest this life in this in this world and 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 we need to appreciate so much that just as there are trees in the you know in the in, in the world and just as there are seas in the in in the universe and and different aspects the light of the creator thought that it's important enough to have you in this world That's something I read the other day and I thought it was pretty amazing, but it, it's not Kabbalistic, but it was very inspiring that we need to feel important enough that the light of the creator gave us life through those people and made it possible for us to be in this world. So definitely we have work to do here. So the most important thing and the work that we need to do is just acknowledge it's called in, 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 um, You know, we've been talking a little bit about family constellation and uh, a systematic um, systematic uh, relations wisdom mm-hmm. or relation. And when when we when we work from that point of view, there's a concept called taking your parents, take or taking on your parents. And taking your parents means. I am taking everything about them even if I didn't know them even if I didn't even if they were just a seed even if if I've never met them even if they were absent even if I knew them and I'm angry at them that's that's, that's really it. deep that's really deep Sarah and I just want to pause you for a minute yeah. because I think that we, we've all talked with people either friends or or colleagues you know from 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 work or family members and even at this age you know you know we're not you know we're not 15 or 18 or 20 you know we're you know we're 30 we're 40 you know we're a little bit older and even at this age 
they, we, you steal we, those. We still believe that, oh, why does my mom do this? And why did my yeah. father, and why does she always Why did she me? do it? Why does she text me in the middle of the night asking me to, to get a pan for, for, for the oven, you know? Why does she always have this uh, topic <laughs> with money? You know, and, and, and I'm not talking once again that we're teenagers. I mean, we're, we're full-grown adults. And we still right. question our parents. And, and, and just to add, and I know that you want to say something here, we sometimes believe that it's unfair. So this is a belief. This is just a perception. We believe that it is unfair or, or unkind or wrong in a way that they do X, Y, or Z thing in their life. And we right. may even, Hasbe Shalom, judge them because they take X, A, B, or C decision. How does this consciousness right. be like the opposite of what you're saying of, taking on our parents something that is so um imbued in our day-to-day uh, -day life something that we're so used to doing you know like complaining about our parents and different things that they did or that, I, that they've done or or they keep on doing you know why why is my mother always uh you know going to my business with my relationships and with my friends and with you know like we always have this classic mother they always have an opinion about everything and um And, and it like actually bother, but when we come from that place that regarded the external noise that we, we that we think or that we perceive about our parents, the first and foremost uh, concept that we take is is taking on our parents that really understanding that they brought us here, that they are the ones re not responsible, but um, they were the channels for and the seed the seed for us being here for us being able to do this work the least we can do is give them what in kabbalah we call human dignity the least we can do is make sure that they have the basic needs that they have the basic recognition of being our parent you know as much as they drive they, driving us crazy and um pushing our buttons in different ways it's part of the process it's part of the game As much as I'm reactive to this, in Kabbalah, we, we talk about proactivity and about reactivity, but, but um, as much as I am being a victim to that and being uh, resentful towards those behaviors of my parents, more I will not be able to take control over my life. And that's where the re resilience comes. Because when we go through different processes in our life and we don't digest them the right way we don't have the tools to digest them the right way or to deal with them in the in in, in a proactive manner then what happens that we constantly going to fall in the same holes we're constantly going to make the same not mistakes but we're we're, we're going to feel that victimness this uh, resentment the guilt the shame the whatever it is that we went through in our childhood we constantly going back to what we felt in our childhood if we don't really take on that energy that they gave us do you and think, work from from that place do you think that it can affect us as i said you know now that we are full-grown adults You know, we have families, we have businesses, etc. Do you think that it might affect us, let's say, in our relationship with our spouse, with our girlfriend or boyfriend, or even if in our relationship with money, let's say? Definitely, definitely. The way we relate to different aspects of our parents and um, depending what it is, but if we've seen the dynamic of relationship or the dynamic of money or the dynamic with, with, with us, 
and we experience um, our parents in that way and that in a way um, built certain beliefs and we built other we built patterns on top of those beliefs then whatever it is that we build is going to keep on building until we are 100 years old if we don't stop and realize that the reason why we have this scenario is to service in a in a in a a specific way that we needed to learn a certain lesson out of it and unlearning those beliefs and and those patterns and changing them into positive beliefs that can now build a different kind of a different kind of building building blocks i imagine it like literally like building blocks i can now build a different tower that is much more sustainable much more uh and have much more foundations and we can do that in any age we can do it at 40 we can do it at 50 we can even do it in 100 years so whenever we decide to change this is the moment when we say okay i take this belief and I see how they, they really serve that. And I take those parents and I thank them for life. And I know that they did the best they could, could have done because this is what's going to make me stronger. This is what's going to make me uh, grow. This is what's going to make me strive. This is what, what's going to make me really work on who I am and, and know me as a person beyond those limited beliefs that I planted or, or that built them and I built on top of them and that became my reality. And once I decide I don't want that anymore as my reality, that's a moment I can change. And, and once again, that, that does not necessarily mean that I need to, you know, have breakfast, lunch and dinner with my parents every single day. You know, it means that, that maybe from what I understand that you're saying, Sara, is that it's an internal shift in my beliefs it's an internal shift in my consciousness, in the way that I think and feel about the world that will actually help me take on my parents and break those habits, those habits. That, that I had for the last, let's say, 10, 15 or 20 years ago and create new, more healthy habits. Is that what you definitely, mean? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Habits, beliefs, um, patterns, behaviors, all of that is part of, you know, cutting that cycle of victim of, of being a victim all the time and 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 changing it into being we we, we call it in Kabbalah being like being as the light you know be really behaving as this energy of love sharing peace for me and for other people and that's what we can start doing that 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 change and then when we talk about resilience, Sarah, as you said, you know, resilience, when let's say, you know, we feel down, we, th we feel either emotionally drained or we feel energetically drained, or let's say that we had a really big fight with our spouse and we had a discussion, or maybe there was, you know, a huge problem at the office with the company. How do you think that this relationship, internal relationship in my mind that I have with my parents or that I had with my parents, how do you think this might shift my ability to, let's say, get back up and be motivated? And, you know, you know, let's say I want to, you know, I close the business, I want to open a new business or I ended a relationship and I want a new relationship. How do you think that this might influence the, our ability or our capacity to be resilient? So in, in the moment that we um, acknowledge everything that happens to us, you know, because many times I say I cannot be resilient or I cannot get back up from this, uh, you know, not maybe I don't say it consciously, but I behave in that way where I cannot get up 
you know, from a hurtful relationship because I, I've been in, a, in that situation in my childhood, maybe. Or I had parents that were emotionally unavailable. And I build on top of that and I decide to close myself emotionally because this is what I imitate. This is what I experience. When you realize that it was all, you know, it's all a game. It was all there in order for you to shift that, that behavior and shift that uh, belief of being, of being probably changing it to being open and being uh, available for another person. Even if you're going to get hurt and then nothing's going to happen, I mean, something's going to happen, but it's not going to, you're not going to, not going to, God forbid, die from that, from getting a little bit exposed and, and, and vulnerable in a relationship. When we realize that, we can open to thousands of possibilities in our life. And this is really where, where we, you know, we miss that point of, of, of working on a potential in our life. Because when we realize that we, we have a certain goal, a certain purpose, certain potential, and we're constantly afraid of jumping on that horse again because we got hurt before, then we're probably missing out on something bigger. And that's when Kabbalah comes and says, when there's a bigger challenge, there's also a bigger adversity. There's also a bigger um, fear, a bigger belief, probably bigger limitation, bigger blockage, because the potential behind it is so big. So it's important to 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 understand that once we realize that 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 was just this scenario to help us see this that we need to change. Probably we do need to work on realizing why we are so afraid. Probably we do need to work on um, building a, 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 that was, that, that's, uh, this scenario was there to help us build a, a better uh, self-esteem in spite of everything that happened, in spite of the fact that they put me down in my family. No, you, know, you, know, you know, so, so this is this is really deep. You know, I think that this is really deep, and that and that we we don't really take into account what what you're saying because, for example, you know, what when we had this really dark episode in our childhood, and I want to jump in a little bit personally, and and I know you know the story, but I really do want to share because I think that what you're saying is really important. My my father died when I was really young, and I think that my way of reacting, as you said, between proactive and reactive, always my way of reacting was through judgment. And I think that you know, you know, Hasbe Shalom, there's something that we really do. You know, we judge X situation, we judge the world, or you know, we judge the city, or we judge the family, and that's the way that 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 we react to it, and we we tend to blame external circumstances of it, and we we never realize, as you said, the amount of blessings or of light or of happiness or of joy that is on the other side of let's say forgiving or let's say not judging so what you are saying is that the bigger the challenge and the bigger the sadness or the bigger the you know the anger or the, the bigger the trauma exactly what 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 let, let's say that the counterpart of that is or the mirror of that is the amazing light and blessing and happiness and joy and fulfillment that is waiting for us once we make that shift 
The question is, how do we make that shift? How how can we really, you know, work? And, and, and as you said, you know, earlier, you said it on the podcast, it's a tikkun. It, it's, you know, it's the briefcase of, of issues that we came into this world to work on, you know? Right. So I think that, that, that the first thing we need to do is realize what it is that we need to work on. Where are those detonators? Where are those things that we don't want to deal with, that we run away from, or that it's simply hard for us to do? You know, whether we're being lazy to confront, whether we are being lazy in general, whether we are, um, we have anger issues, whether we have this resentment or feeling wanting to revenge. Or even to the creator, by the way, even to the creator. And I know that this is something that that you sometimes feel. That's a a big topic. Why did, you know, God, you know, do this to me? You know, why did you do this to me? Why did you take away this? business or this really and 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 it's it's amazing because it's it's even internally we're, we, as you said it's either conscious or unconscious but we are thinking this way and right. you, and and you know we, we're manifesting it as well you know yeah because for for every external there's an internal process like if we just say no this thing doesn't work this this business thing doesn't work or this relation i'm just bad in relationships then we need to start digging deeper on um those um on, on those patterns in our lives and those beliefs in our lives because we can we can say it but where are you not you know what is it what is it giving value what it what is it like what is it benefiting you in a way let's say you know I'm just not good in relationship you can say that or I'm not I'm just not good in this business stuff but what are you not confronting right? are you afraid that you know, maybe you will succeed. So maybe you're afraid of success. Maybe you're afraid of failure. What does it mean? You know, what does it really mean? What What's behind that? And who are you taking it from? Or who are you taking on um, taking it? Because it could be that you're one of your parents or one of your ancestors were behaving in that same way. And as part of being, and that, that's something deeper, but sometimes we're at, we're behaving in that way in order to be loyal to the family, in order not to hurt that, <clears throat> sorry, to hurt that um, lineage and, and, and shift and move those, um, you know, th- those kind of uh, patterns in a very like uh, rusty way. Revolutionary way, yeah. Revolutionary yeah. way. So, so we don't move the, the pieces of the puzzle in order not to uh, unconsciously sometimes a lot of times it's unconscious it's unconsciously that we don't move the pieces too much in order to not create this movement in the lineage in the family where in reality what our ancestors and what our family wants us to do from a soul level is to succeed is to follow through on our purpose is to get to our reach our potential Amazing. This is what they really want. But this loyalty that we feel, you know, my father was, uh, you know, never succeeded, always worked really hard, never succeeded, not talking about myself, just saying in mm-hmm. general, or was a mediocre, in a way, mediocre person that got up in the morning, worked hard, came back, had dinner and went to sleep and so on and so forth. Then I need to be that same model. And sometimes we do the other way around, but it doesn't come from a positive place, which also happens sometimes. I'm going to break through, but we're breaking everything in the way with no respect 
and no acknowledgement to that lineage and that that family. So I'm becoming my parents, as as many people say. We we and, we date our exactly. parents and we become our parents. We become our parents. So when we get to a relationship and we say that person is mediocre, that person doesn't let me uh, express myself, and that person is this and that, and we have all those things that we say about our uh, our spouse then we need to see what what is the belief that is rooted in the way that we perceive love, in the way that we perceive relationship. And the same way with our relationship to money, to business, to health, to anything. The the way we perceive love or the way we perceive relationship. I would also add there, Sara, whether we believe we deserve it and whether we believe we are worthy of love and of money. Because I think that, that, that that is also something that we sometimes learn either consciously or unconsciously from our lineage you know it it is it, it is the, the sense of worthiness or of or of deserving it is something that we that we learn a lot from our lineage so what do we do now what are some of the tools you know as you said you do you do a session that is called tikkun healing maybe you can share with us a little bit of how that tikkun healing works or maybe some of the tools that we might have either kabbalistically or or in life in order to take on our parents and to really accept our parents just as they are and not judge them not judge us but really take on the best from them and acknowledge that life comes from our parents amazing so so i think the first thing to do is to recognize and awareness is the first step so stop blame stop the blame that's the first thing stop the blame stop the guilt stop the shame stop the uh, resentment and we just connect to what is what is available and what is it right now that is that I'm being affected or I'm being victim of from that relationship that I had with with my parents, with with this family. And um, taking the parents doesn't mean I agree. I am completely um, even forgiving. I am, you know, I, I agree with things that they've done. It doesn't mean being okay with uh, things that happen. It means taking on the life that they've given us. Okay? Taking the life that they've given us and doing something beautiful with that. And the first step is to realize what is that blockage? What is that being aware? Where am I stuck in my life? That's the first question that we need to do. Where do I need to change? Where do I need to transform? And where do I don't have the desire to push myself forward? Okay, so that, that's the first thing. That's actually what we do in that those, one of the things that we do in, in Tikkun healing is also putting ourselves in front of the, those parents and really saying out loud, you know, I take you, I, I am, you know, you are a part of me. You brought me into this life. I thank you for this um, opportunity that you've given me it's to be gift. in this world. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. This gift that you gave me. You know, in spite of everything, and just saying that out loud makes such a difference for people, even though it's so simple. So you can make this exercise even by yourself. I mean, I'm here to help in any time with, with Tikkun healing. And uh, we, we do other things like we identify beliefs that are rooted in that person in his, in his childhood and different things. But one of the first things almost in every session that we do is that interaction with the parents. And, and that by itself is so powerful. I take you, what, 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 what may I say? I take you, you are a part of me. I, I take the life that you, you've given me or that you gave me. 
I and take the light that any, you have given me and you gave me. Yeah, and this this gift of life that you've given me, and I'm going to do something beautiful with that. I'm going to create a life worth living, worth striving for. Amazing. That's amazing. And it also, I think that that it also, and w- once again, to maybe tie it to, to the work that, that you do at the center, I think that is also um, what what the Rav, the Rav Berg, the director of the center always said, that we are 100% accountable, you know, that, that it is our responsibility and it is our accountability, as you said, to live a life that is worth living, to live a life filled with light, filled with love, filled with success. And when I say this, I take you and I appreciate the gift that you gave me, mom and dad. You know, maybe I don't agree with everything that you did, but I take the light that you gave me. I take the gift that you gave me. I accept it. You are a part of me. And then now I can do something with it. I am I am actually, in a way, reclaiming my power and saying, you know something, it's on me. I can now take action. I'm not going to blame the circumstance. I'm not going to blame the past. I'm not going to blame X or Y or Z thing that happened economically or on my family. I let it happen. I I know this. It was not really nice for it to happen. But now, from now on, I cannot change the past. I can now change the future. Exactly. Exactly. It's all in the end of the day comes down to to us, to us taking responsibility. That's a real resilience. It's us taking responsibility over our life and getting back up on that horse and uh, living our lives fully because that's really what our family, what our parents, what our ancestors wants to do. This is what our soul wants us to do. And what the light wants us to do, right? You know, so, so something that, that we really sometimes forget, the light wants us to be happy. The light wants us to be fulfilled. Yes. The light wants us to have all that money and all that beautiful relationship and all that health. I mean, there is this huge desire from the upper worlds right. to to create this amazing change in our life. So, so, so by saying this, I take you, mom. I take you, dad. I take the gift that you gave us. I am also connecting to the source of that, which is also the light that wants to give me this life, that wants to give me this prosperity, that wants to give me the sense of joy and happiness, and that has a desire to fulfill my soul. You know. Exactly. Okay, Sara, so how can they contact if someone who listens to this podcast, either in Latin America or in the U.S. or wherever, if they want to contact you or and maybe to talk to you about a Tikkun healing session? There's my social media account that is at Sara S. Barella, my Instagram. And you can, we can also link a direct link in the bottom for the, for the service for, for the coaching session. And, the, and just, just to remind you, maybe, maybe Sara Varela's Instagram will be in Spanish. Nevertheless, Sara S. Varela. Sara S. Varela can be in Spanish, but just, just for you to know that you, you can also do the coaching in English. If there, there's yes. no problem, you can do either English or Spanish. Thank you, thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for, for joining the show. And we want to thank everyone who was listening to this episode of Everlasting Resilience. How can your family empower you in your resilience process? How can your family and your parents specifically be channels for being resilient? And I just want to share something now, now that you said uh, earlier about, about the universe. I just want to share a quote that really, really inspires me. I don't know if anyone out there has a birthday coming up or, or is coming up with a birthday. It's a, it's a quote by Ravi Nachman of Breslev that says that the day you were born was the day that God decided that the world cannot 
live without you. So I think that it's about about feeling that uniqueness, about feeling that our soul, that our consciousness, that our way of life is really unique. Nobody perceives the world as you perceive the world. Nobody perceives your parents, the money, life as you perceive it. So I think that this this session really inspires me to really perceive my parents differently and take on my parents and be able to bring more light and more love because we are really unique and that is what the world needs from us. So thank you very much and I will see you next week. <laughs>